the kayfabe crunch is democratized thanks to vote 2020 one week from today you'll cast your vote it's a battle for the soul of the nation of domination but who will be the president of the wrestling media association of america make sure you elbow drop your ballot before mailing or it won't count the kayfabe crunch news ah news ah news ah yeah, so I've just left it in the attic to rot. Good news! This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Tuesday, October 27th, 2020. I'm Zane, Zach Attack. Coming up, we have all the latest from Raw. Plus, we bring you the infamous Crunch Diamond Ratings for the matches that took place at Hell in a Cell. Remember, no one else's opinion matters. Opinions are like assholes. We've all got loads of them. Whereas our diamonds are as good as gospel. But first... On this day. In grappling history. In 1902, Hubert Backthrom defeated Armitage Shanks. Yep, the toilet guy. In a two out of three falls match for the middleweight bathroom championship of America. Now, this was the first wrestling match to take place in a public restroom and would go on to be the single bout that inspired the formation of WCW. Water Closet Wrestling! And in 1991, live from Chattanooga, WCW, not the toilet one, presented the Chamber of Horrors match. A match that could only be won when someone was placed on an electric chair and executed. The use of the electric chair was actually outlawed at the time in the state of Tennessee. It has since been reinstated because society is gradually pedaling backwards, like someone on an exercise bike who's trying to keep things fresh. So with that in mind, perhaps we'll see the return of this match in the near future, where we'll find the real chamber of horrors is the world we live in. And now, let's get on with the time travel news. Top story, what year is this? A smiling and happy Drew McIntyre opened Raw, grounding us in the year 2020. By being the powerful yet calming presence he is. Those arms, such security. He promised he will become champion once again, stating that he often gets hit but that he always picks himself back up. We assume he means, metaphorically, to physically pick yourself up is, well, well, it's impossible. Is, is it? I mean, if I bend my knees and sort of catch my thighs in my arms as I leap. Oh, f No, it's, it's, it's not possible. He was speaking in metaphor. The Miz then arrived on the scene, gloating about his Money in the Bank victory and how he's going to cash in on Randy Orton. Hang on, let me just check something here. Yep, October 2010, The Miz had the briefcase and Orton was champion. Have we, have we gone back a decade? Should I reactivate my Facebook account and listen to Mumford & Sons? No. 
Later in the night, McIntyre and Miz faced off, and Drew silenced Miz by pelting him in the mush. McIntyre then stated he had something for Orton as well. Yeah, it, it can't be 2010 because McIntyre looks too dominant. Late last night, Orton was a guest on a moment of bliss. Tensions were reignited between Orton and Wyatt via his earthly conduit, Alexa Bliss, but McIntyre then attacked from the front, and the Fiend appeared behind Orton as he looked to leave the building, forcing Orton to choose between fighting the Fiend or McIntyre. He chose the devil he knows, while the devil he doesn't just sort of disappeared as, as Raw ended, and that was... That was it. Got 20 seconds left before the sting and the fast count, so I guess there's just time to check my word of the day calendar. Ah, anticlimactic, as in the sentence, when Raw jumps back 10 years, they run the risk of being anticlimactic. Now it's time for your fast count. The taped kendo sticks in the cell of news. The Hurt Business fulfills their contract and defeats Retribution. They now look to be paid in gold, presumably to protect against the collapse of society. Survivor Series to be the traditional Raw vs SmackDown. NXT were scheduled to be involved, but between the accused sex offenders, anti-maskers, and QAnon conspiracy theorists, it's probably, probably just, just leave it alone for a bit. With the Lucha House Party now involved, the 24-7 Championship has an active division, the 2016 Cruiserweight Division. Elias hits Hardy with another guitar, Lana gets put through another announce table, as WWE exhausts another production assistant. Mia Yim attacked by invisible bugs. What's that all about? Tune in next tweak. Alexa Bliss poisons Rambling Rabbit. This is standard prison practice. Maim the smallest as soon as you arrive, and no one will mess with you. Not even Huskus. AJ Styles, Keith Lee, and Sheamus qualify for Raw's Men's Survivor Series team. Wait, so the men had to fight, but the women just got announced? That's sexism. Yes, but to who? Which way? Both. All. It's panoramic sexism. Jackson and Baszler argue over who should be the Survivor Series team captain. Words are, of course, meaningless here. There can only be one captain, and she must possess the captain's hat. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. Use a stronger adhesive. This past Sunday saw several savage cell scraps. You don't think the alliteration's gonna work when you see it written down. Because, because the cell is spelled with a C. But it, when you say it aloud, it works. That's, that's good work from our team of writers. But how can you tell how good they actually were if a wrestling media outlet doesn't assign arbitrary numbers to their perceived quality? You know, I've been thinking about our diamond ratings for the past few weeks, 
And just how strange it is that we give these numerical ratings to something, well, well, to a sport. I understand the idea of giving ratings out of five stars to a film or a TV series or even hardworking members of the gig economy. That's, that all makes sense. But a sport? You don't get to the end of a football game and say, oh, decent match, three and a half stars. Or maybe you do. There's, there's no judgment here. Now, as per usual, the matches will be rated on a scale from minus 4.8 diamonds to 31.7 diamonds. And those are the latest numbers as of 6am this morning, according to the Diamond Inflation Reports by the University of North by Northwest. <clears throat> first up, Roman Reigns defeated Jey Uso in the first ever I Quit Hell in a Cell match. Wow, so many emotions here. As visceral realism was projected by both athletes, a family just torn apart before our eyes. And over what? A championship? Sure, the richest prize in our sport, but family. We're 36 hours removed and I am still an emotional wreck. Not very athletic though, was it? So a really pathetic 7.2 diamonds. Next, Elias defeated Jeff Hardy via disqualification. Our diamond scientists always find it so tough to judge matches that end this way, as you have to instantly divide by 2.7 just for the disqualification alone. And that law has been in place since 89, and I don't think anyone at the Diamond Supreme Court will be overturning it anytime soon. So I'm afraid we're looking at 4.4444 diamonds. Then, The Miz defeated Otis for the Money in the Bank briefcase in a massive upset. This happened after Tucker turned on his former friend, giving the match a bonus of three dissension diamonds which are just like regular diamonds, except they're a sort of deep orangey colour. Ochre, or okra, or however you pronounce that colour, that's what they are. Giving this match a diamond total of 9.3 plus pi. Next up, Sasha Banks beat Bailey for the SmackDown Championship. This was everything you could ever want from this match type. Violence. Creativity. A win from someone who is about to star in a lucrative Disney series. And it's for that reason that we've been permitted to give this match the double Disney bonus. Thank you, Mickey, you benevolent rodent. 26.8 diamonds, and for our money, match of the night. Now, next up, we have... Hang on, JD, this, this can't be right. Um... It says Bobby Lashley versus Slapjack was 45 diamonds. That's not... <laughs> it was just... It was a short throwaway match. He, he won in three minutes. Well, it's obviously a typo. What do you mean Slapjack's the chosen one? It, th that's not possible. No, I, I went to Diamond Sunday School. I know my prophecies. He's the man who will finally bring us to triple diamond digits. We'll need further confirmation, but if this is true, this is... Wow. Okay, so with that, on to the main event, I guess. 
One that saw Randy Orton finally defeat Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. I'll just do some quick maths now as the diamond mathematicians didn't have time to coalculate this result. Okay, multiply by 3, divide by 0.2, carry the emeralds. Ah, nice. A very solid and respectable 17 diamonds. So, overall, a decent show with some very worthy Hell in a Cell matches. But the headline, I guess, is keep your eye on Slapjack. According to our experts, he will have the best matches of the next calendar year. And perhaps more than that, Slapjack may be the one who saves us all. Slapjack. And there's just time to remind you to please vote in the elections for the Wrestling Media Association of America. Without strong funding, small wrestling news podcasts like us couldn't possibly survive. So we ask you to consider and then vote for Larry Hornbill. As a vote for Georgie Ballenbue would be as good as kicking us in the tits and sending us home without any supper. So, Larry Hornbill, check that box, if you please. Join us next Tuesday, as there'll be no Saturday edition this week, due to general dread. But in the meantime, you can support this podcast by sending your favourite episodes to a fellow wrestling fan. Perhaps it was this one. I bet it wasn't. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. You're not quite daily, not quite news. Bump for the world of professional wrestling. The Kayfabe Crunch is democratized thanks to Vote 2020. Larry Hornbill wants the best for wrestling media in the United States. As a legend of the Southern wrestling scene, he promises to deliver adequate funding so our great sport can thrive the way it did in 1985 or 1999 or 2016. A surprisingly good year. Paid for by Vote Larry Hornbill for Public Office Octopus of America 2020. The Kaifaibe Crunch.